Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another More You Know. It's another More For Your Monday. Thank you for joining me. I hope everybody had a great weekend and everybody's week is off to a great start. This week is so exciting because it's Thanksgiving on Thursday. I love Thanksgiving. I think that it's probably my most favorite holiday, which is kind of messed up. But I mean, all the food. Oh my gosh. And then you're just in a food coma and all you want to do is lay on the couch. Like, it's just like the best. It's the best. Um, I wanted to dedicate this episode to Thanksgiving because of that reason. Like, it's, it's a holiday, so it deserves a whole episode. But I started thinking, like, do I know the full history of where Thanksgiving came from? I didn't until now. And so we're going to take a look at that just in case you guys also are unfamiliar with the full history. And then I also want to switch gears a little and look at the power of gratitude and talk about that a little bit. And then we'll talk about some of my favorite Thanksgiving memories, some traditions that I have, as well as a lot of other people in America have. And then we'll end it with some stuff that I'm grateful and thankful for. So we're just going to hop right in. Let's talk about the history of Thanksgiving because it's interesting. So it was actually in 1621. Oh my gosh, I feel like a a history professor over here. In 1621 is actually when the first like Thanksgiving celebration occurred between the Plymouth colonists and the Wampanoag Native Americans. And I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, Wampanoag, but we're not going to be technical and we're just going to go with that. So the Wampanoag Native Americans... So it all started in 1620. After the Mayflower left Plymouth, England in 1620, they ended up on the tip of Cape Cod about 66 days later, and then eventually they crossed the Massachusetts Bay where the pilgrims began work of establishing a village at Plymouth. And they had a brutal winter, like really brutal, and only half of the passengers, I don't know why I just laughed because that's really messed up, but only half of the original passengers and crew lived to see the spring. That's sad. Like, you just see your friends dying, and a lot of them just stayed on the ship. They didn't even get off because of how brutal it was. So in March, the remaining group, <laughs> that is so, that's so sad, they received a visit from a Native American who greeted them in English, which I guess was uncommon. Days later, that same Native American returned with a member of the Pawtuxet tribe who had previously been kidnapped by an English sea captain and they were sold into slavery. So somehow they were saved and that member was named Squanto and they taught the pilgrims how to cultivate corn, extract sap from maple trees, catch fish in the rivers and avoid poisonous plants. Like, how nice is this guy? He was just in slavery and probably severely neglected. And here he comes, a helping hand. Like, how kind. That is too nice. 
He also helped the pilgrims forge an alliance with a local tribe, which endured, get this, for more than 50 years and is one of the only sole examples of harmony between European colonists and Native Americans known. Like, this guy is outstanding, and why do we not know, like, why do more people not know his name? Shout out, Squanto. You're a real one. Like, that's am- <laughs> that is amazing. I'm, like, in shock by that. So, after the first successful corn harvest in 1621, the governor, or the lead guy in charge, hosted a celebratory feast, and that was organized, and the Native American allies were invited. So this festival was between, you know, the pilgrims and these Native American allies. It lasted for three days. Three days this festival of eating lasted, like this harvest feast. It lasted for three days. I just can't imagine. And I would gain so much weight from that. And I would also be severely bloated. But we also have different food than they had then speaking of some stuff that was on their menu lobster seal and swans living lavish i might add so for more than two centuries days of thanksgiving were celebrated by individual colonies and states they it wasn't one national day until 1863 and that's when abraham lincoln proclaimed a national thanksgiving day to be held every november But how weird is that, that for two centuries, over two centuries, people just celebrated the day separately, like all individually. That's just weird to think. And it was originally, you know, it's always been held on the final Thursday until 1939 when FDR decided he was going to move it up a week in an attempt to spur retail sales during the Great Depression. And it was a nice thought. Like, nice thinking, but sorry, FDR, we moved it right back. In 1941, he signed a bill making Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday in November, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. So, isn't that crazy? Like, the history, thank you to the the, the Native Americans, the Squanto, thanks to him. Like, that led to the first corn harvest. Without him, I'm thinking, those pilgrims would have all died. There's no way they would have been able to come up with how to do all that stuff on their own. Like, Squanto showed them everything. So, shout out Squanto. Like I said, all thanks to him. That's crazy. And I know that Thanksgiving is primarily, it has turned more into just feasting. Literally having the biggest feast, which is impeccable. But here's some stats for food, which will kind of gross you out and blow your mind. 88% of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving, and 46 million turkeys are prepared for Thanksgiving each year. That's a lot of birds. 46 million turkeys. That is, that's gross. And, um, but I mean, if you're a carnivore, I'm not. So that's why I'm like, ooh. If you like that, then that's kind of a cool stat. But to me, I'm like, oh, poor turkeys. (laughs) That's kind of sad. Speaking of turkey, though, only male turkeys gobble. Only male turkeys gobble. Not all turkeys, just the males gobble. And female turkeys cackle. 
So if you're hearing gobble, 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 that's a male. And I don't even want to try to impersonate a cackle from a t- female turkey. So we're going to leave that be. But I thought that was interesting because I never knew that. So the more you know. Um, let's see. Most Americans, specifically 8 and 10, prefer Thanksgiving leftovers to the actual meal. And I have to say, I might be one of those people that prefer leftovers. But here's the thing. It's kind of like cold pizza. I would never warm leftover pizza up. And I don't think I would do that with Thanksgiving leftovers. I'm trying to like think about when I eat leftovers on Thanksgiving the day after Thanksgiving or a couple days after Thanksgiving. I don't know if I warm that stuff up. Is that so gross? Probably. I have to stop talking about it now. My stomach is actually growling. Americans eat an estimated 50 million pumpkin pies on Thanksgiving. 50 million. That's a lot of pie. That's 4 million more than the amount of turkeys that are prepared. That's a lot of pie. And get this, that's second to apple pies. So even more apple pies are consumed. But pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie is good. I don't know if I would choose pumpkin pie over apple pie, but they're pretty close. They're in a close race, I'd say. That's a crazy staggering amount. And also, the pilgrims didn't have ovens, obviously, so they didn't have desserts or pies. It was mainly just, like, stuff that they could grow and hunt. So they didn't even get a dessert. What is Thanksgiving without a dessert? I don't know. But over the years, um, volunteering has actually become a more popular activity to participate in on thanksgiving morning um this includes you know food drives and hosting free dinners for those less fortunate and this is something that i've always wanted to do i volunteered a couple years ago for the drumstick dash which is run by wheeler mission but i wasn't doing like a food drive or anything i was just handing out goodie bags so it doesn't it's not even the same like i want i think that it'd be so neat and rewarding to get to participate in something like that but I I think I'm too late I don't know if I could find anything this last minute so I might have to um, try for next year but that's something that I've always 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 wanted to do because we are we're so fortunate to have all that food you know <laughs> back to the turkeys for a minute this is something I didn't know and I don't know how I didn't know this maybe I did but I don't remember ever hearing about this or learning about this I did not know that the president pardoned one or two Thanksgiving turkeys each year, setting them free at a farm for retirement. Like, what a lucky turkey. You're seeing all your friends get taken away and killed and then eaten for dinner, and then you get to go and live your retirement years on a nice farm saved by the president of the U.S. Like, that is a lucky turkey. A lucky turkey. Over 32 million people begin Black Friday shopping on Thanksgiving. I disagree with stores that are open on Thanksgiving because I think that's so cruel to do to the workers. I don't know. I just, I don't think that that's right. And lastly, my favorite stat is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So 
first, this parade didn't feature any balloons originally. And get this. Instead, they had animals from the Central Park Zoo. What? Literally real life animals. Lions and gorillas. Like, what the heck? Can you imagine being in that crowd and just seeing them walk with a lion? Now, I mean, they're smarter to just do floats and balloons, but oh my gosh, they were going hard that year. In the 1920s, what were you up to? Like, what the heck? So that's really neat. But Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I don't know why I'm so fixated on this, but if you know me well, you know how much I love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think that it just brings back those feelings of when I was little and watching it and like I'm holding on to those good feelings. I just love the vibe of it. I think it's so fun and it's on my bucket list to go to that parade on Thanksgiving. But the more I think about it, like one, who would I go with? Because my family doesn't want to go with me. All of them have already said hard pass. No, thank you. Also, where would I eat Thanksgiving dinner? (laughs) That's sad. I would just be alone in New York eating a dinner by myself on Thanksgiving while I knew my family was enjoying a nice meal together. I don't know, but it's still something I want to do. So in the future, catch me in New York. I just, I love it. Um, so like I said, that's something I do in the morning on Thanksgiving. Recently, in recent years, My mom and dad have started hosting Thanksgiving at our house. And originally, like when I was little, we would go to my dad's parents one year and then my mom's parents for the next. So it would be an alternating type deal. But as we've gotten older, just in the past like three years, my mom and dad have started hosting at our house, which I love. I think it's fun. I don't have to go anywhere. I can just chill in my own house, which is cool. And we decided last year to make it a pajama theme because I am always so confused at why we get so dressed up. Like, does anybody even, I mean, we eat, I guess, in our dining room on Thanksgiving. That's like the only time we eat in our dining room, though, (laughs) which is kind of sad. Like, what a waste of a room. But, like, we get full dressed up. You do your hair and your makeup and you get dressed up. And I think that that's silly. So we said, nah, and we made our own tradition of starting to do a pajama themed Thanksgiving. I mean, after eating all of that food anyway, you are so bloated and full. The last thing you want to be in is a nice outfit. So it just makes sense. Like everybody should jump on board and start something here because it just makes sense. And then the day after Thanksgiving is always when my family and I have put up the Christmas decorations, which is something that we've done for as long as I can remember. And it's so fun. It's, um, it's a good time to be able to spend more time with family and just get in the holiday spirit. I mean, after Thanksgiving, boom, it's Christmas. A whole month over a month dedicated to Christmas. It's insane. Around Thanksgiving time, I feel like people are like, oh, 
Thanksgiving. There's like, let's fill out like a Thanksgiving tree. Like, let's see what we're thankful for. And I mentioned this in the last episode talking about mental health, the science behind gratitude. And I told you guys that I would be talking about it more in this episode. And here it is. There is actual scientific proof behind gratitude. And it only made sense to talk about it now because the name thanks is literally in Thanksgiving. So it's only right. Studies find that people who consciously count their blessings tend to be happier and less depressed, which makes total sense. Also, people who regularly practice gratitude experience more positive emotions. They feel more alive. They sleep better, express more compassion and kindness, and even have stronger immune systems. And like I said, your physical health and mental health are connected and your mental health can affect your physical health just as your physical health can affect your mental health. So if you practice this gratitude, it's going to help your mental health, first of all, but it also is obviously going to help you have a stronger immune system. Like how cool is that? Like our bodies are so cool. Um, and this goes for being grateful for more than just the big moments in life. Um, my papal, he told me a long time ago, he said, you know, it's the little things in life. And that stuck with me, first of all, for, for however many years ago he said that. When you stop and look, the big things you'll always remember, but I would rather remember the little things. That's what your life is made up of. You, That's what makes you you. The little things that happen in life or the little moments, those are the things that you are going to want to remember when you're older, not just like you're always going to remember, oh, I bought my first car. Cool. But what are all those little tiny moments leading up to that? You know what I mean? So just being grateful for the little things that you have or experience It starts there because then the bigger things will seem even more special when you're appreciative of the smaller things. So it's easy to be grateful when you have a place to put all that gratitude. So having a gratitude journal can really help writing down what you're grateful for every day in this same journal. It does wonders It shifts your attention away from the toxic emotions of what you don't have and allows you to be grateful for what you do have. And it's true. (laughs) It's so true. Like when you focus on what you don't have, you're going to feel like you have nothing. But when you look at everything you do have, you'll start to realize I have more than I need. It's just a change in how you think. So I've had a gratitude journal before. I think I talked about this a little bit in my last episode and how it will seem kind of weird at first and kind of like, oh my gosh, this is kind of cheesy. Like I'm grateful for X and I'm grateful for Y. And you go down the list and it seems weird at first because it's like, well, duh, I'm grateful for this stuff, but... Like, like what next? But that's the thing is that 
we don't express gratitude for things that we find so ordinary or simple. It's just what it's just how our life is. So like a roof over your head, that was that's something that most people are used to but don't give thanks to because it is something we're used to having. If that makes sense. <laughs> it's just a change in perspective. And like I said, once you change that, you'll realize how lucky you are and have so much to be grateful for. So I started writing in it as soon as I woke up in the morning. That was the first thing I did. Grabbed the journal, wrote down what I was feeling thankful for that day. And it makes your day, like you almost start to go out of your way to be like, what else do I have to be grateful for? And you look for the smaller things that are like, wow, like I'm grateful that that happened to me. Or I'm so grateful that they're in my life. Or, you know, you'll start to come up with different things and it'll get easier to come up with what you are thankful for over time as you keep practicing this. And you'll start to see a difference and how you perceive the events around you. And instead of just saying, like, I'm grateful for my family, try to explain why you were grateful for them that day or what person individually you are grateful for and why, and then, like, go down the list. And that will really get you thinking, like, wow, they mean a lot more to me than I give them credit for. So I personally am grateful for a lot of different things in my life. I realize I am extremely blessed. I live an amazing life. I have a life filled with so much love and happiness and joy and privilege. And even during times where I'm at a low point or am feeling like, gosh, everything is going wrong. Like nothing seems right I still have so much to be grateful for. It just is changing that perspective and being like, no, stop right there. Yes, you are having a hard time, but look at everything that's going right. So I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to bore you and I don't want to talk about everything I'm grateful for for too long because that could go on for literally weeks. But I could dedicate a whole episode on this first one, and that's my family not only my immediate family, but my extended family, I wouldn't be who I am without them. And your family sets a strong base for who you are. And um, I just, I really don't know where I'd be without them. I feel grateful every day that I get to call them my family. And I wish everybody had a family like mine because they're incredible. But I... I love them with my entire heart. So shout out if you're listening. Hey, fam. I love you guys. Um, speaking of family, my baby brother, he's my dog, Sullivan. Um, he's the next thing I'm super grateful for. And he is my pride and joy. My baby buggy, he is he's the best thing seriously the best thing we actually got him last March so he'll be two in January and um, he's a mini golden doodle and we previously had a dog for like almost 16 years 
And um, right before I turned 16, we had to put her down because she was just dealing with a lot of health issues. And that was devastating. They Pets become a part of your family. And she had been around for my whole life. So it was devastating. And it took my mom like four years to be ready for another dog. So we got Sully in, like I said, in last March. And he has brought so much love and happiness to our lives. So much laughter. He is the best friend to every one of us. He is such a great companion. Um, it's just weird to think of life without him now. Um, he's he's the best. Next, I have to say that I'm grateful for a roof over my head, clothes on my back, shoes on my feet, a full stomach, fresh drinking water. You know, these seem so just average. Like, like you may be thinking, well, he, everybody has those, but no, not everybody has these things. Some people are homeless. Some people d- can't afford new clothes or have holes in their shoes. You know, they are starving. They don't have enough money to eat and they don't have fresh drinking water. It it shows you how privileged you are once you start counting your blessings. Oh my gosh, you realize wow, I am privileged. Really, really privileged. Next, I am so grateful for my education. Not only am I grateful for grades preschool through 12, I graduated high school, I got my diploma, but now I'm continuing my education. And it's crazy because women have come such a long way And I know that in some countries, women still don't receive an education. So that's something to be grateful for. I'm getting to learn and I'm going to graduate here and be able to get a job that can support me and eventually support a family. And it's just such a pleasure and a privilege to be able to get an education. It really is. It's an amazing experience. Next is one that some people may not agree with me on, but I feel like everybody should be grateful for this, but I'm grateful to be a U.S. citizen. I know that sometimes our country can feel divided or almost like, you know, like it's in shambles um, and that there's so many unhappy people, there's just so much going on, but I would rather be here than a country that is not as free. Um, I don't want to get too in-depth on this. I'm just grateful that I have the opportunities that I have, that I live where I do, that I feel safe and secure, and I'm a free citizen. I think that it's such a blessing and an honor and everybody deserves that. But that's what I'm that's why I'm so grateful because not everybody has it. Lastly, I am grateful to be alive and living out my story every single day. I get to live my life freely as I mentioned, 
And sometimes, you know, you have to take a step back and realize you are in control of your life. Um, You get to choose what you want to do every day. You are in control completely. And sometimes, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, it feels like you are watching your life go by. Sometimes it feels like that. But you have to get a grip and realize, oh my gosh, this is my life. I get to live it the way that I want to. And I'm alive. I'm a healthy human being. Like, that's incredible. It's just an incredible thing once you realize how neat it is. So with that, I'm going to leave you to think about all that you are grateful for because I'm sure that the list could go on and on and on. But just start with looking around you and seeing what's in front of you and go from there or look at your hands. I'm grateful for my fingernails, my fingers that work, that allow me to pick things up, that allow me to wash my face, wash my hair. You know, I'm grateful for my arms, my legs, my beating heart, my smart brain, um, even all your imperfections. You've got to be grateful for them because that's what makes you you. So I hope everybody has an awesome Thanksgiving with their families. I hope you eat way too much and then regret it later (laughs) because that's just part of it. That is just part of it. Um, The next episode will be out Monday, December 7th at 1 p.m., of course. And until then, I hope you guys stay safe and get ready for some Christmas music because it is happening fast. Have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys.